guys and welcome to the latest episode of the MSC Performance Podcast uh, with me, Mark Paulson, and today I'm delighted to be joined uh, by uh, Mr. Kevin Green. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Welcome to your first uh, first MSC uh, podcast. Um, so today, guys, we're going to find out a little bit more about uh, Kevin's background. Uh, so really exciting time for, for MSC at the moment where uh, we've got uh, you know, a bit of an influx of, uh, of, of new new coaches, uh, all of whom have got really, really strong backgrounds, um, both in terms of the education and in terms of uh, their work experience. Um, so this is a real good opportunity for uh, maybe you guys, the, the members, to uh, get a bit more of an idea as to uh, who you're going to be working with and who's going to be kicking your ass, basically. Um, <laughs> so uh, welcome down, Kevin. Uh, have you sort of found your first week down at MSC? It's been enjoyable. Um, people here are great. The community is lovely. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it so far. So Good. looking forward to getting to know everyone else as well. I feel like I've hardly met any other people. And it's like, you know, since the post on the socials, we're coming up and like, hi, Kevin. I'm like, trying to remember different names and stuff. So, yeah, it's been good. I mean, I'm Good. The, the post have made you a little bit famous. I mean, yeah. yeah. One of the lads just came and he's like, oh, congratulations on the new, on, on the signing. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool. Now, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of members, obviously. And, uh, yeah, it takes a little while to, get on. you know, even me, occasionally I'll see someone and I'll be like, oh, who's that new guy? It's like, oh, I'll be there a few months. And you just sometimes, you know, it just uh, takes a little while to, before you get around to, to meet anyone, really. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you'd be made to feel welcome. And definitely, yeah, definitely. Good, 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 good. Excellent. Um, so, in terms of your your background, why don't we start off with the uh, the uh, in fact rather than going into that, let's let's talk about what kind of gave you the passion for 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 strength and conditioning. How how did you end up sort of in this position where you're looking to make it a career? Um, so mine's not like the cliche like normal people uh, that tend to go in the field like where they've always known. Me it was actually. Before I started the masters, just before I started the masters in strength conditioning, so I did a sports science undergraduate degree, and after I finished, I was looking at like rehabilitation roles. Yeah. Um, but I think I got I got one, and then I decided not to go to it. I didn't know why at the time I decided not to go to it. Um, to then, yeah, and then um, my lecturer uh, Mark. <laughs> strong, name. <laughs> strong name, yeah. Um, he gave me a call and he was like, because um, I remember I actually signed up for the strength conditioning masters, but I'd also applied for physiotherapy as well. Oh, cool. And I was on the fence of either one. And he just gave me a call. He was like, oh, Kevin, are you still interested in um, like doing the masters in strength conditioning? I was like, I really don't know right now. I don't really know how I want to do it in life, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and then I think I just spoke to him briefly over the phone about it, and then I went and spoke to my friends, a couple of friends that have like, given me a good advice. Um, and they were like, Kevin, what do you think you're more suited for as an individual and as a person? And I really sat there and I thought, I was like, would I be, would I enjoy physiotherapy or would I enjoy, enjoy strength addition, which is a bit more applied in the sense of working with people in the gym and yes. on the field? And um, I just sat there and I thought about that maybe for about two weeks. And then I picked up the phone, gave Mark a call, and then I was like, I'm going to come and do the, the Masters of Strength Conditioning. And since then, it's like my passion for it has just gone leaps and bounds. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad that I did not go and do physiotherapy instead because I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Yeah. Because I've enjoyed the Strength Conditioning Masters. Well, yeah. Awesome. 
So September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's um, not too similar to my own background. Like I always knew I wanted to be involved in, in, in sport and exercise and health. Like that was always pretty clear for me. But strength conditioning is not, you know, and, and coaching and strength conditioning is not something that, you know, when you're growing up, you hear about a lot. I yeah. think it's not that obvious that it's, uh, uh, that it's, a, it's an applicable like, career path. Um, and I did my sports science, and then it was, yeah, when I probably did the masters in strength conditioning that I really got uh, a, a real passion for for it. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting what you say about the, the physiotherapy or the or the strength conditioning as well. And I think there's obviously a massive benefit to to physiotherapy, and you know, the and physios play a, a huge role in what they do. But yeah, like you say, in terms of you know applying. Um, I don't know, but you know, applying things that are gonna really sort of help people in the in the long run in terms of exercise, health, movement, yeah. strength. It's a different application, like obviously physiotherapy, you're applying yourself in the sense of you're helping people recover from injury and all that type mm. of stuff, but tradition is a different type of drying, if that makes sense. In the sense of when you're working with someone it's more day to day. Yes. So you, you're probably gonna see them a lot more often than you're gonna Yes, yeah, yeah, and so it's yeah. I feel like it's a lot more personable as well, and in the sense of like, you literally can watch someone go from a stage where you see they're not really confident in themselves, and then just from working with them, training them, and giving them, them that motivation, you can watch them become completely different types. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, with the with the physiotherapy, I think yeah, like you say, you're dealing with people who've got got injuries, and it's often you know, going to help with that early stage rehab and then it's like, right, see you later, off you go. Whereas, yeah, I think one of the cool things about, you know, strength conditioning, I know Max has gone down a similar route where he's done a sports therapy degree and then he's done a master's in strength conditioning um, because I think he sort of, you know, wanted to, you know, realise that, um, you know, uh, therapy, you know, sports therapy slash physiotherapy could only take that athlete so far um, so the ability to actually like that return to play protocol if you like and, and taking people you know like say to that from that beginner stage of learning how to how to lift and be strong and, and robust and functional you know and taking that person on to you know um, you know the, the, through the levels is, uh, is really beneficial so yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so where, whereabouts are you with the masters now uh, um, so we have just submitted our last two Assignments and then we just got the dissertation left, which is due in September. Um, so yeah, I need to be starting there as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault, yeah. I've got you working, that's why I've got you working hard. Um, <laughs> to be fair, we've actually I've had my test results from that for a long time, it's just been sitting there because you know, we've had the other modules and stuff like that. So I think the idea was finish everything first and then you get like a three month period between uh, June and Four months between June and September to get the station done. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, and what's the dissertation on? So, my dissertation, I'll be looking at the isometric mid back ball. Very long words. Yes, yeah. Um, and then the counter movement jump and looking at it. It's a big performance indicator for uh, judo athletes. So, mainly elite judo athletes. Um, and then also trying to normalize that data as well so that. They can have like a standard. So judo normally have a few tests where they they have it has it as like a standard. So the people that are looking maybe they're an England squad or want to get up to the British judo elite level, 
um, they can have those standards to hit. So yeah, I'm also just going to try it like as a secondary aim to try and create to data so they can use that as a standard. Also, they want to. They can see. They can see where they're at. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the first thing is establishing if it's a good indicator. If it is a good indicator, then I think it's it's not. But if it's not, it's still, you know, it's still learning the process of, of, of you know, of gathering data, doing research, yeah. publishing results, um, you know, so yeah, it's interesting, interesting yeah. stuff, yeah. What, uh, what level of the judo guys have, well, obviously it's British judo, but are they, are they young athletes, are they, um, or they're seniors? Seniors. Men they're seniors, seniors. Yeah, yeah. You do have quite a few that come in to the centre and they train them. Yeah, but it's mean all the testing we've done has been awesome. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, what do you think? What, what are your predictions for the results? Um, I think that it is and it isn't. Okay, so such a small science answer, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it depends. Yeah, yeah it, um, because the mid five ball is like it's it's a static. It's not really static. There's, there's movement involved, but it's very stationary. And then in judo, there's a lot of throwing, so yes. it's dynamic. Yeah, it's very dynamic. So yes, it can it can give you an indicator of their like capabilities to generate force, but at the same time, it might not be that great in the sense of they can generate force, but can they generate that same force while throwing someone sure, over sure. their shoulders? You get me? So, yeah. Um, and then the counter movement jump. That one, there's a lot of research on that now. So yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. one's going to be useful. Yeah, in that sense. Um, yeah, so it's yes and no. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, like for, for our listeners, yeah, basically, like your isometric ball is, is as you say, static. You're pulling the bar up against the, um, let's say, you know, the rig, you know, the safety yeah. bars on the rig. So there's no movement, but you're producing force in that, yeah. in, you know, in, in, in that position. And uh, but the argument you're saying is, that's great if you're strong there, but judo is dynamic. It's move is more movement, movement base specific angles that they can deal with. Like if we were able the angles to support our isometrics, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So when you're doing a mid five ball, you're very much the bars in front of you. And you're pulling this way. You're throwing someone in judo. You're not going to be throwing. Necessarily. It's rotational potentially. It's yeah. rotation. Yeah. yeah. There's a way to maybe I don't know train them in that aspect. Yeah. Isometrically, in the angles that they're going to be throwing, then yes, I think that would be beneficial. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I think in terms of training isometric strength, uh, the research is showing sort of a certain degree each way, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of if you're mid thigh pull, yeah. you can improve. You know, it's a good test of strength, but you can also train the strength through that motion, and you see benefits. 15, 20 degrees either either way, but not necessarily across the whole range of yeah. of movement. So yeah, no, I'm interested myself to see all the results come back. Like, so that's, that's interesting, interesting stuff. Um, what are the do you know do you know what the key performance indicators are for? Like, let's say I'm um, you know I'm, I'm pushing for the British judo squad, um, and I want my you know I want my strength conditioning, my gym uh, numbers to be a certain level. What are the what are the standards? Yeah, so this is the problem that we were having. So while we're, I was doing the placement, there's four of us. We're all having a big dilemma right now. Because in judo, there's different weight classes. It's very yeah. difficult to say this is the standard. Because sure, 
game if we're in class. So what we would, what we're saying that would have to be done, which they haven't done, is have a standard for each weight class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now it takes a very long time to do that because they have to test show every I don't know seventy kg fighter they have, male and female, mm. and then create a standard for them. Create a standard for them. Mm. So I don't know if it's something that they'll be wanting to do in the future. Um, still something that I'm trying to we're trying to wrap our heads around. Like, are we going to try and do it based on weight category, or we're just going to give an overall standard? So I don't know if that would apply very well. So. That's a really good point. I mean, like, if you look at, um, I mean, for example, in like, it's really niche sport, but like in British bobsleigh, I think the standard for like the males is 140 power clean, 140 kilo power clean. Um, you know, but it's, that's a little bit more accurate and fair because you know, most of your bobsleigh guys are going to be between 90 and 96 kilos. Like, they're, they're going to be in that, in that weight category. Um, you know, there's some um, performance indicators in, in, in rugby as well, but it's a lot looser because, you know, you do get, based on position, you do get, like, you can have some guys that are, like, 80 kilo, 85 kilos, and some that are 120, 130 kilo. And then, similar in, in judo, like I say, with the weight categories, it's not, you know, if you're saying, well, 100 kilo bench press is the standard, well, if you're all, a 60 kg, <laughs> if you're a 60 kg athlete, like that's a hell of a bench press. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, 120 kilo athlete, 100 kilos should be, quite, should be, should be quite comfortable. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe something you can influence in the, in the future with the, maybe you know, by setting up some new, new standards and, and new I mean, KPIs. That was the aim because we all doing there's four of us, so we're all doing research on judo, but we're not all doing the same. So we've got the same tests, but we're all looking at different aspects of it. Yeah. So I think when it all comes together collectively, it'll be able to help yeah. in that way. Um, one of the other things we're looking at, what I was looking at that was quite difficult as well, is there's a bias um, towards the lighter guys when it comes to the counting and jump as well. So it's because obviously lighter guys are generally going to be able to jump higher. Yes. Than their, yeah. So who, well, while we're on the placement, we're also trying to like wrap our brains in terms of trying to find like a day to day. Because when we, not day to day, but you know, if you show results to a big guy and then he's obviously not hitting the high steps, you know, that's going to affect his motivation levels. Yes. So we're also yeah. trying to look at that and say, okay, if we find a variable within the camera jump, so we're doing it on the booking, booking dynamics course uh, platform. Oh, yeah, cool. So yeah. we're just looking for the different variables that it gives. Trying to find one that is more fair, in sure. that sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's another aspect of it. Also, there's so many different stuff that I'm thinking about. That it's good. It's good. It's simple. Yeah, it's important stuff as well because you're gonna get like some guys slipping through the net because yeah. they're not hitting certain certain gym tests, and it's like, well, if the tests aren't, you know, if the tests aren't accurate or fair or anything like that, then you know, you, you could be potentially letting some talent. Time to slip through, through, through the net, yeah. And then judo is very, very technique. There's a lot of technique in there. Yes. Well. Yeah. Um, but speaking to some of like the, the head, yeah, they're very um, focused on the, they need to be physically strong as well. But then you could be as physically strong as you want, but if you can't apply the judo techniques, you're not going to win. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to win. So you be good at the sport. You need to be good at the sport first as well. So there's that aspect. So you might have someone that is not necessarily physically strong, but they're great technically. 
the handle, you wouldn't get rid of that talent just because we have test results and show on that great. That's actually something that you would love to say, oh, you know what, we've got great area for improvement. Yeah. yeah. As well, I think you can, like, you can, uh, you know, if you've got someone who's good, who's good at the sport and also good at the gym, you know, not hitting those, you know, those, those key performance indicators, then, you know, that's where the, the, the coaching staff have got to trust the strength conditioning staff to, you know, that's your job then to try and get that person up as close as you can to those those points. And you'd rather be in that position than someone who's, you know, super, super strong, but just technically not, you know, not, not, not great at the sport. Because um, that's obviously a little bit, can be a little bit harder to, to, to train. So at those kind of levels anyway, when we're talking at British levels. So yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, testing is an interesting one. I always always wonder about like the NFL combine test as well. And yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. That guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. There's so many different guys that you got a quarterback that's having to do the the, the yeah. dash. I don't even know what the weight is. I like, think it's uh, hundred kilos. Um, max reps. Yeah, yeah, max reps. Yeah, which again, in terms of you know, if we're talking about American football, I believe the average play is about four seconds. So, you know, if you've got one of your big, you know, uh, 140 kilo defensive linemen benching 100 kilos for 30 reps, well, so what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that, what does that tell us? Uh, it doesn't really tell us a lot. So, um, and like I say, you know, it's, uh, you can have your quarterback guys in there who, you know, um, some, some modern day quarterbacks are super athletic, uh, or the old school. Definitely not. Yeah. Tom Brady, like as an example, like you know, absolutely woeful in his like combine, and then goes on to be arguably the greatest yeah. of all of all time. Um, so uh, yeah, the te- like you'd think for somewhere like America, where the SSC is so hot and like they're so good on it, like why they haven't updated that? It's uh, that's probably to do with you know tradition. Tradition. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. They've always done it, so to change it, yeah. I think was a lot. Of- for sure, yeah. and they like to televise it as well. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. like make big deal. Like it's a big deal. Look at watching the combine, isn't it? So, yeah. But some of those guys, like some of the tests that are good, like the sort of dashes and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You get some big, like 140 kilo guys running like yeah, it's crazy, like yeah. faster than like <laughs> I don't know any like your rugby wingers. It's like absolute freaks of nature. Yeah, yeah. It's super, uh, super impressive. So. Yeah, no, that's cool, cool. Um, so. Uh, Gotta ask a question. What what made you uh, you know sort of apply to come and work at MSC? Um, yeah, it's actually um, a very there's a reason behind it. Um, so one of my other placements was Birmingham City Football Club, and also working at British Tudor as well made me realise that though I do enjoy working with athletes, I don't think I enjoy the aspect of um, there's, there's like a lack of freedom that you get. Um, the working hours sometimes can be very sporadic, so you don't really know what you're doing. And then working weekends, working, you really don't know what you're going to work. Um, and then I also, like I said before, I, I realized I really enjoyed the personal aspect to it as well, of working with your everyday, everyday person as well. So I think it's made me realize do I really want to work? Specifically, elite sport, or can yeah, I find for a club? Yeah, for a club, or can I find something where it has like a combination? Mm. And then uh, when I was I was on uh, LinkedIn, 
I was just looking at it and then I saw MSC and I was like, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just um, found some more uh, on the website. Just just a bit of stalking. Yeah, did a bit of stalking. <laughs> <laughs> Creeping on the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, looked up some of the coaches. I saw you. I saw, uh, saw Sonia as well. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these people are amazing. Like, yeah, I would love to work here. And then I actually found you guys before the job advertisement came up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so wow. then and the job advertisement came up. So I was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I applied for that. So I think I like the way you guys do things as well. So. The, the personal aspect to it, even the reviews that people have left and stuff like that. So the fact that you also have a combination of world-class athletes, world-class coaches as well here, and then you have the everyday person that can come in and just really get stuck in as well. I just thought it was perfect. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, kind words. And, and it's, uh, anyone listening on Spotify, I'm just passing Kevin and Tanner under the table <laughs> for the kind uh, words. Um, now, interesting you say about the... Um, I had a similar dilemma, I think, like back uh, back you know, back in my day, um, whereas like you know, do you want to go work for clubs or do you want to do more work with public and individuals? And um, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is like the cool thing about working here at MSC. Or one of the cool things is um, you can do both. Like you could, like we have got some like genuine world class athletes, um, and then we've got like you know. Uh, you know, most we, we have maybe 10%, you know, 15% elite athletes and the rest of the general public. Even with that general public, there's a very wide scale of ability levels. You know, we do take on like, you know, beginners. Uh, probably our main market is kind of like late beginner, early intermediate, but we have like, you know, beginners who have never, you know, done any lifting before. They come into the barbell club, they learn how to, you know, do the, do, do the basics right through to like, you know, your... Uh, general pop but like are strong enough and good enough to be <laughs> elite athletes pretty yeah. much like if you you know look at look at like you know Ricardo's and uh, like Metcalf now like you know good name you know that could name dozens but you know these guys are like proper like awesome athletes yeah. even though they've got you know the, the the normal jobs and you know they're coming in to train as a passion but they're not like you know necessarily doing like professional sport yeah. and it's one of the things I really like about here is that um, variability and that, you know, you can go speak to Jazz who's competing in the Commonwealth Games and like, how's his training going, sort of any, any advice or tips we can give him. Um, and then, like I said, right through the, through the spectrum to, you know, complete beginners and, you know, you know, as well as me, like, you know, teaching someone that, you know, get, getting those basic movements taught and learn and then also within that, getting health and well-being and exercise and gym work into their lives you know is so rewarding yeah you know the the average person who you know has maybe been a little bit scared to lift weights or really known the benefits they're a bit sporadic with their their training they'll do a few weeks they'll miss a few months they'll do a few weeks miss a few months whereas you know obviously what we're trying to do here is get them into into the routine where it's sensible and sustainable training that they can then put into life, you know, as part of their life. You know, the guys who speak to, like, they've got it, you know, in the routine of, like, right, I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, barbell. Like, that's my, that's my gym work. You know, I'll try and do my walking. I'll, you know, I've got my job, I've got my kids, I've got whatever. Um, you know, some guys training, you know, more, some guys training less. But the thing is, like, to get into a position where 
enjoy the training, you're passionate about it, and it becomes a part of the, the routine. That was a big thing for us when we started off was like, why do people do these six week, you know, blasts, eight week blasts, and then then everything drop off, you know, and we found we found it's really because of, you know, it's, it's about um, consistency and sustainability, and those things come from enjoying your training, having good guidance, good coaching, and that's where we can come in and make a, a difference. And obviously, you know, the, the member, you know, the client has to obviously meet you halfway and have to put the work in, but you know, part of our job is not just saying, right, here's a deadlift, we're going to coach you here. It's like putting in your program, you know, monitoring the the amount of weight they're lifting, the amount of reps they're doing, keeping in touch, how you're getting on week to week. Is it too much? Is it too little? Um, it has to be enjoyable. It has to be sustainable. That's the, that's the key. I mean, you know, I think it's uh, one of the cool things here is, like I say, working with that that wide range of, of athletes and different sports as well. And that's the thing you get, you know, you work with a rugby club or a football club, like you're just working with yeah. those guys, which is fine. But the cool thing that you get to, you know, you get to do in somewhere like this is you get to do your weightlifters, your powerlifters, your rugby players, your footballers, you know, your, your, your sprinters, your pole vaulters. Uh, the kids, you know, the it's a it's a real cool wide range, and for me personally, that keeps it really kind of interesting. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, awesome. What are you? Uh, so that was the reasons for joining MSC. Are you um, excited to like you know looking to bring your own uh, expertise and style into it? Do you see like uh, you know what kind of impact and etc. Would you like to? Yeah, so I think the area I tend to, well, I, I, feel, I feel that I more specialize is the speed, power, agility type of stuff. Um, so I would like, like in the future, you know, just to, you know, I like workshops workshops and that type of stuff. So maybe yeah. in the future, get involved with that. Um, even have some, maybe some strangers come in as well. They can get some training, get some strength conditioning here. Yeah, um, awesome. My, my background is in sprinting as well, so yeah, I think that's what I'd like to bring in. That's cool, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's something we'd like to see more of them. And I see is the educational side of it. And I say, yeah, you're right, you know, we've hosted workshops before, um, powerlifting workshops, uh, we've got a one before, be really popular. So, yeah, that's something we'd uh, we'd like to get back into. And yeah, I think they're like. Speed, speed, power, agility workshops have been, uh, been, been, been really popular, really. Um, so, you know, for, for, for general pop, also like, you know, you field athletes and things like that, I think would be, uh, be really cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I think, yeah, that's probably a nice little intro for, uh, you know, to, to, to get, you, get you on board. We're really excited to have you on board and say it's exciting times at MSC with, you know, uh, increasing the size of the size of the squad and increasing the, the area of expertise. So uh, yeah, what about your own training at the, at the um, moment? So yeah, that's I've currently got injured knee, so I haven't been doing uh, any really like, squatting motions. But um, one thing that I've been trying, I want to get involved with us in the that I just want to try it out, see how it goes. Um, yeah, currently I've just been benching. Uh, Definitely, that's what I 
was pain free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once I fully recovered, I want to um, probably create myself a program with the help of you as well. You know, it's the expert yeah. area. Yeah. Um, just so I can start getting into it and maybe go to a comp in the next couple of months. Or awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, cool. I'll be good to in the right place for it. And, uh, yeah, we're normally sending, you know, good size spots to competitions and you know, things like that. So, yeah, something to get on a couple of days. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Thanks for your time, Kevin. And uh, to all our members, you'll see uh, you'll see plenty of uh, Kevin around. He's going to be running some barbell clubs and uh, some Metcons. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't met him yet, come and say hello. Give him a nice warm MSC welcome. And, uh, yeah, fantastic. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.